You're listening to The Michael McCoy Show, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hello and good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you're listening to this. And uh, welcome to The Michael McCoy Show. Really appreciate you listening. And I'm really, really glad to have one of the really awesome guys that I've ever met in my life. I mean, this guy is a Kane fan. Uh, we've developed a really, really good relationship. And um, he's just a brother from another mother. Marsh Thomas from stateoftheu.com or more recently the fours up podcast doing a really really good job with that he has surpassed somebody that Kane's fans really don't really care to speak about some <laughs> big-eared guy by the name of Paul Feinbaum uh in the rankings in the country how's the podcast going Marshall? and thanks for coming on today absolutely man thanks for having me uh it's going good it's going good we're just uh cranking out new content and as we get closer and closer to football season it's just gets more exciting, man, because honestly, I, I need something else to talk about besides recruiting. <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, um, dude, it's a pleasure for you to be on with me today. And we're going to get into a couple things. We're going to touch on recruiting. We're going to touch on football, of course, um, and get into some 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 hoops talk, some round ball. You know, we had the restart in Orlando. That's back. So it's a hashtag whole new game is how they're uh, marketing it. So um, let's get right to things and uh, let me see where we start here, man, because the first thing I really wanted to get into is this NFL top 100 list was very, very interesting oh. in more ways than one, man. Um, I wanted to ask you first, like, do you got any surprises on there? Because I had a couple of head scratches. It made me just kind of think. Well, yeah, I mean, I and this is not me as an anti-Lamar Jackson fan because I'm not <laughs> that way at all because, I mean, he's from Broward County. I'm from Broward County. I'm a big Lamar fan. But to put him above Patrick Mahomes, is, it's, it's ludicrous to me. It's, in, it's insanity. And so – and Russell Wilson was ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Like, I what know. kind of game are we playing? <laughs> I just – I don't understand. Like, Pat Mahomes is obviously – the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the best player in the NFL. So, yes, and, and on, and yeah, I mean, he, Lamar was unanimously MVP last year, but I mean, ugh, Pat Mahomes is the, a talented quarterback that we have perhaps never seen in the NFL. So just to put, I mean, even Russell Wilson above him is just, it's insanity. So those, those are really my thoughts and there's just some, it's just some head scratchers, but it I mean, is, I guess they're asking the the players to do this, right? So, is that what it is? Because I was wondering who puts this list together. Is it is it the players? Is that what you? Yeah, I'm, I I I it's it's the players. So um, which which is really really interesting to say that um, I mean, obviously they they know better than than anyone, and true. Um, so no, it's there's always going to be, you know, rumblings and everything like that and, and reactions to, to these top 100 posts. But I, I, it's almost like the media somehow like messed it around. So Mahomes wouldn't be number one and there would be things to talk about. So it's crazy, man, because I mean, yes, Lamar Jackson had a hell of a regular season. We all saw what happened in the playoffs when they ran into the Titans and everything like that. But I don't know, man, I guess it's because, I mean, they both can do things that the other can't. I mean, Pat can't run like Lamar and Lamar can't throw like Pat. So, I mean, you know, but this is something that I found interesting and you know, I'm a 49ers fan and call me maybe a little salty still from February. Unfortunately, unfortunately I know that. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, we play each other this year. Marsh for everybody that's, um, you know, <laughs> let me not say for everybody that's new to the show because this is the debut airing of the Michael McCoy show, but 
Marsh is a Cowboy fan. And guess who plays who this year? I, is it in Jerry's world? I, it's in, I think it's in Dallas, yeah. Because I know we were talking about it the other day. I think it's, um, I think it's in Dallas in oh December, boy. yeah. Oh, boy, that's going to be something, man. Yeah, that's right. It is in December because I remember telling you that by that time, the Cowboys would be uh, – <laughs> out of the playoff uh, conversation, but we'll see. We'll see. It's we'll gonna see. Be, that's going to be a big game. Like I can already tell, like that's going to be a big game, like deciding playoff be. pictures and everything. So don't talk too fast. <laughs> let me, let me throw this out there for all of, you know, for, for the amazing season, because he did that Patrick Mahomes had. All right. And so I'm looking at his stats right now. Uh, 2019, the guy threw four, where is it? 26 touchdown passes and five interceptions. And then he threw for four, just over 4,000 yards, 4,031 yards. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce to you Jimmy Garoppolo's 2019. 27 <laughs> touchdowns compared to Patrick Mahomes' 26. And 3,978 passing yards. Huh. Well, I, well, also, you have to take an account that Mahomes, I believe, was injured for a few games last year. I mean, look what he did in 2018. He threw for 50 touchdowns. He did. And over 5,000 yards. So He did. He did. <laughs> and, well, and, like, he won the Super Bowl last year. And that, to me, means more than any stats, anything like that. And he did I, it against your Niners, too. I just so. said I was salty about this. You see? This is exactly <laughs> why. Marsh and I have the relationship that we have. Sometimes I can't stand him. Sometimes he's an okay guy. Right now I can't stand him. But <laughs> I, we, we're going to go ahead and finish out this show for the sake of things. But in any event, yes. What, what else stood out to you about the top 100, Marsh? Well, I mean, it, it, it really was just those, those two things. And honestly, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. I think that he is very, very much underrated. And just to see him get like that high, I, I, I don't think he's better than a better better than Patrick Mahomes that I think Russell Wilson like is a hell of a quarterback um and just how um you know Aaron Donald just he's a defensive tackle but to have it like he's so massive and so valuable yeah, he yeah. I think he's the number three in the top 10 yeah. um and then see guys like Derrick Henry and and DeAndre Hopkins who who will obviously have a new home this year in Arizona so I mean it sounds I mean it, it's pretty good from from everything like that it just makes me miss football and um, oh, me it, so excited to watch guys like Christian McCaffrey and everyone like that. But yeah, I mean, you don't really have like a problem with the top 100. It's just a, a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, well, it is. You're right. It's, I mean, the play and the players that do, I mean, that's a news to me. I didn't know that, but I mean, they, they play the game. Like you said, it's, it's uh, they have more insight than we do, but I'm a Niners fan. I cringe. And by the way, the game is playing right now that, that Monday night finale, uh, last season is playing on NFL Network right now. And you know, when the Niners visited the Seahawks, Travis Homer got the start, everything like that. No lead is safe with the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm, this is coming from a Niner fan. I cringe every time because the Niners were up in both games that they played the Seahawks in this season, the home game that they lost and where the Seahawks gave the Niners their first loss of the season. And then when they won that Monday night finale, but Russell Wilson is just a dog, man. But how about the lack of Florida Gators on that list? Huh. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a little – that's interesting, isn't it? They call themselves DBU and everything like that, and yet there's no Florida Gators in the top 100. 
But I do know that there is there is there one hurricane or several Miami hurricanes? I know Calais Campbell is on there. I was looking for Greg Olson. I don't know if I saw him on the top 100. I know we got at least one. Yeah, and Calais Campbell made the list, and you know what? We have one more than than UF, so. That's all that matters. It's just crazy that they didn't have a single player on there. Yeah, that's weird, man. For the team, for a program that boasts having the best university for, for, for you know, DBs and stuff like that, it's just kind of weird. Kind of weird, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I thought that was very it's laughable. interesting. It's laughable. I don't see Tebow on there. <laughs> like, where, where's, where's, where's Reggie Nelson or some of these Gators? Where's Percy Harvin? Da bust you. How about that? Yeah, thank you. Exactly. The University. The, the Gosh, I don't see Rex Grossman on there. I don't, I don't see <laughs> none of them, dude. Um, so, yeah, that takes care of that for the NFL 100 list. Um, something that's going to be really interesting this season is, you know, players opting out, man. And they're all over the place. They're all over the place. There's a few notables that I wanted to point out. C.J. Mosley, linebacker for the Jets. Uh, Dante, uh, Dante Hightower for the Pats. Patrick Chung. For the Pats, Damian Williams, starting running back for the Chiefs. Uh, Laurent Duvernay, uh, another starter on the O-line for the Chiefs. Nate Solder's going to sit this season out. And the one that I found most interesting is Marquise Lee, and I'll tell you why. The wide receiver for the Pats, because that's kind of going to clear the way for, for Jeff Thomas to do some damage. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't even think about that. But, um, you know, I thought that Jeff Thomas had a good chance to make the Patriots to begin with. I had an article a few months ago right after he did get drafted. But, um why I think he's going to be a, you know, he could be an impact player for the Patriots, but yeah, that, I mean, it, it was really surprising to see that. And then Dante Hightower, um, you know, one of the, the leaders on that Patriots team. Um, and I'm a low key Patriot fan, but really, I didn't know that. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. Like I worship the man. So <laughs> okay. um, I'm a big Bucks fan now, but then I love coach Bilicek. Um, so, and I know that my Miami fans and Miami listeners won't be thrilled to hear that, but no, it, it was, um, it's crazy to, to see all these players opting out. And, um, I, I you just have to think that there's going to be more to come and it, it's just a weird, weird season for football. And it, it sucks. It is, man. It is. And I'm kind of worried because you see what's going on in baseball. Some guys are testing positive. I'm hoping for the best. And just preparing for the worst because, I mean, this thing is kind of uncontrollable. But um, the Patriots have seven guys that are opting out. And to me, honestly, um, I had them winning the division. You know, I think Cam, I hope he stays healthy because I want to see pissed off Cam Newton for 2020. I think pissed off Cam Newton is going to do some serious, serious work. And I honestly want to see, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if the cards, you know, a line right for these guys and they get a, a nice deck. I would like to see the Pats and the Chiefs as a AFC championship game. But what do you think about, you know, that AFC now that the Pats are definitely not the favorite? Well, I think the AFC East is just really, really interesting because I'm also like a low key Jets guy just because I love Sam Darnold. Um, okay. But they also just got rid of Jamal Adams. And so that's just a really weird division that's in kind of limbo because you're waiting on these guys like Josh Allen and Sam Darnold to develop, to develop into, you know, the talent that, you know, cause they were both top 10 picks, but, and then you have the dolphins with Tua and, 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 but then there's the Patriots who still have coach Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. So 
I, yeah. I, I'd still, I, I'd still say the Patriots win the division, honestly, just because of how not. Um, I just don't trust the Dolphins or the I don't I don't trust an Adam Gase team to begin with. There you go. Um, but yeah, I I don't see Buffalo taking the reins, and I I, I to be honest, I, I definitely don't see the Dolphins taking the reins. Um, and I want to see Cam Newton succeed under Bill yeah. Belichick, and in yeah. that in that, and I want to see Belichick be able to win without Tom Brady. And so, right. um, good point. I I think he's been labeled as a guy that can just win with Tom Brady, and I think that's totally unfair. So. Uh, I'm excited to see them. And honestly, I, I I would still pick them as my favorite to win the AFC East. Wow. Yeah. You know, same here. I mean, look, Cam Newton can make all the throws and he is going to be in a system that uh, I think is going to be pretty simple for him to execute. But then you add a added dimension to that offense that it's never had before. And that's a, a quarterback that can run, excuse me. Hello. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you're right about Gates. I don't trust an Adam Gates team. The Jets lost a lot. The Dolphins, not yet. I think they're coming, though. I think they're coming, just not yet. And then the only, only other team is the Bills. Remember, the Bills made the playoffs last year. They bowed out to the Texans at home. Uh, they got a nice defense. They got a really nice defense. Jaquan Johnson's over there. They got a nice running game. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Their quarterback's still maybe a little, you know, wet behind the ears. But, yeah, I got, I got the Pats, too, man. And, um I don't know about them making it all the way to the AFC Championship game, but I want to see it because I like when the Patriots piss people off. I don't know why. I just do. I do, too. I do, too, because I, I just like to I, – I don't know what it is. I like to see people, like, like look stupid, honestly. <laughs> and no one looks more dumb than those people over the past 20 years who said, oh, this is the year that the Patriots it, – it's over. Like, this is the year. Right. And it just it, – maybe that's why I'm like – I became like a closet Pats fan because everyone hates them. And honestly, it's the same for all my other teams. Everyone hates the Hurricanes. Everyone hates the Cowboys. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. It was nice. So <laughs> I hope, I hope Belichick proves them wrong again. I don't think they'll go as far as the Super Bowl or maybe even not the AFC championship game, but I, I'd be very surprised if uh, they don't win another AFC East. I hear you, man. I'm all for pissing people off. I'm pretty good at that. We're both pretty good at that. <laughs> and uh, we look to do that for the remainder of the show. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show with my favorite guy in the world, Mars Thomas. Keep it locked, man. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the Michael McCoy Show. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. 
You and I. Well, you have to, you forgot the. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, everyone, thanks for sticking around with us. Us being Marsh Thomas, one of my favorite people in the world to talk sports with, tailgate with, just kick it with. That's my brother from another mother. Uh, thanks for listening to the Mike McCoy Show here on Sirius XM 145. And um, we're going to stick around. We're going to keep it football-related, except we're going to talk about the guys that don't get paid, Marsh, or do they get paid? I don't know. <laughs> Kind of. Some of them do. Sometimes they don't. Maybe Reggie Bush has something to talk about that. But um, speaking of Reggie Bush, played at USC, played in the Pac-12. The Pac-12, those boys are making some noise, ladies and gentlemen, because if you haven't heard, uh, just yesterday or maybe the day before, uh, players in the Pac-12 are threatening to sit out 2020 over racial injustice and COVID-19 concerns. I'm reading an article here from... Uh, from Sports Illustrated, and I'm just going to read, you know, maybe the first paragraph or so, but check this out. Why a large group of Pac-12 players are prepared to sit out the football season. Um, as discussions continue among the conference leaders about how to best carry out a college football season during the pandemic, uh, here it is, student athletes who will be putting their risk, their health, their health at risk, they've decided to take matters into their own hands, a group of Hundreds of Pac-12 football players announced on Sunday that they will opt out of any upcoming training camps and games unless conference against unless the conference negotiates with them and reaches a legal agreement regarding health and safety practices. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's you know what I'm surprised about, Marsh. I'm surprised that other players in conferences haven't taken their lead. Well, I think, I think we're going to start seeing that um, because I, I feel like it was one of those situations that it was going to happen at some point okay. um, just because how serious of a situation it is and how good of a point, you know, these players are making, honestly. Um, yeah. I was reading an article today from on The Athletic from a guy, offensive lineman from Cal, and he was saying, to, he was saying that to me sitting out is a no-brainer and – he says, quote, this is a lot bigger than me. I'm lucky to be where I'm from. If football got taken away from me, I'd be able to land on my feet. And they were saying that they were like scientists came, uh, came out with a study that said that 30 to 50% of the nation's college football players would get infected with COVID-19 wow. this season. And wow. so when you read a stat like that, I mean, players, like, like we said, who are in college and not even making anything, um, that kind of – makes them like wonder like wait like yeah this man. is a, obviously a lot bigger situation than just 
a game of football. So it's, and it was one of those situations, like I was saying that it was honestly was bound to happen. Um, And the PAC 12 players stepped up, did it. And I wouldn't be surprised if more players started doing it. And you can't blame them, man. You really cannot blame them because I honestly am on the fence about this COVID stuff. Like when it first came out, I was like, man, like really, 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 really gun ho. Like, no, there shouldn't be sports. Like it's just sports. We'll be okay as a nation. It sucks not to have it. And when I say just sports, I mean, I'll take health over sports every day of the week. Like Mm -hmm. it's just too much to risk. So Check this out. Uh, we're not your entertainment. We're human beings. Oregon safety Javon Holland told SI, just like you would help your family, we want to help our mother, father, grandmother, everyone. We don't know the long-term risks. We have no idea how it's going to affect our body, regardless if we show symptoms or not. I refuse to put my health at risk for somebody else's benefit. That's what I'm talking about, man. I mean, it's, it's really that simple, dude. It really is to me. It really is. And, and honestly, like, and you and I, like we're in the, we're in this, like the sports business, like this is like our careers. And even we are saying that, you know what, like some, some major thought needs to go into this because I mean, you just have to think like it, like something like what's the worst that can actually happen. Like saying that in a serious context, like how like this could affect like college sports and just sports in general going forward. Um, it really is just sports and we have never seen anything like this before. And I am all for taking the precautions and doing everything that we need to do just so that sports can come back at a later time, but we won't have hiccups and we know we'll have a plan if that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. As best as we can, because I mean, this thing is a monster that we're dealing with. And, you know, just like the player said that, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't know, but, um, it's, it just sucks, dude. It really, really it sucks. sucks. And I hope that, you know, we can take advantage of it. And I'm, I'm hoping best case scenario, as I know you are. But um, we got to talk some Canes, man, because obviously we're a Miami-based station. This is a national show. But the nation should start taking notice about what's going on in Coral Gables, man. They really, yep. really should. The ACC released its schedule uh, just this past week. Mars, tell me your thoughts when you first saw the schedule, man. Well, the first thought I had was like, oh, my God, we have to play at Clemson. (laughs) That that was my first thought because I know – and I know that all Canes fans on Twitter, after they saw the Clemson, they're like, oh, yeah, give it to me, yeah. Like, we'll we'll take that dub. Like, they're not – like, they're scared now. I'm like, okay, calm down, okay? Don't don't try and act all high and mighty. Yeah, we have to play the best schools to be the best. But exactly for me – I was I was like, eh, I'd, I'd rather just play Clemson in the ACC championship game. I don't need to play them in the regular season. Eh, I, I kind of felt like Larry David. I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, play like FAMU or someone like that. Um, or even Notre Dame. Notre oh, Dame God. isn't on the schedule, which is a disgrace to football because Miami and Notre Dame, that is one of the biggest named rivalries in college football. Like, how are you not going to put them playing together? I don't get Dude, it. All I know about Notre Dame's schedule is they got Clemson and FSU, right? They're avoiding Miami. They avoid Virginia. They avoid Virginia Tech. They avoid pretty much a large part of the top 
uh, schools in the coastal. And I know people are probably laughing listening to this. Ah, oh, the coastal. What the hell is the coastal? Shut up, okay? Notre Dame's going <laughs> to find out. For real. Notre Dame's going to find out how tough uh, 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 of an ACC schedule really is because they get to pick and choose and cherry pick who they play. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, look, this is, this is me about Clemson. I'll tell you why I want them early. Number one, the best loss I have is an early loss, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the moment. We get to bounce back, assuming St. Miami takes care of business and, you know, best case scenario, they went out, whatever. Cool, mm-hmm. fine. Um, the other thing about it is, I want to play them early because they're not going to be hitting on all cylinders. Neither is Miami. I get it. But I'd rather have a Clemson not on all cylinders than them hitting on all cylinders. And I get it. Miami can be hitting on all cylinders if we were to pay them in, I don't know what, week six, seven, or eight. I get it. But we've seen what Trevor Lawrence can do. I don't want that guy feeling himself. I don't want that offense feeling himself. I don't want Brett Venables feeling himself as a play caller defensively. That's my reasons, and I get the reasons for wanting to play them later. I do. Hopefully, you know, if they were to play later on in the season, both teams are undefeated because that would make for a marquee matchup. And um, I'll tell you why I do want to play them twice, because it's really hard to beat teams twice in a regular season or in a season period. So, you know, we'll see. You saw the Giants, what they did to the Patriots. They met in the Super Bowl, the last game of the regular season that year. The Giants won a – well, they lost a really, really tough one. And the same year that they um that they beat the uh the Patriots that first time. So we'll see, man. Those are my thoughts on it. I get both sides. I really do. Um, but that's yeah. just why. That's just why I prefer to see them early. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. Me personally, I, I don't want to see them at all just because I think <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is a tremendous I think he's just in, an incredible talent and right. um I I really just I'm in awe when I look at how uh, how great of a program they've built over there. But yeah, I mean, I I, I really don't want to play them. <laughs> like, and that made me that made me that may uh, make me sound really soft. But like, I'm more in the in the camp that I I just want teams that we can beat and that we can that will be easy wins. Honestly, for right now, going later. You know, next year we already open against Bama, so right, no one can right. say anything about tough schedules. But like, even like the fact that we have to go to at Louisville, which and at NC State, those are yep. going to be tough games. They are. Like, and and I predicted that the Canes are going to go eight and three with the schedule, and people were outraged. That's that's crazy. I wonder why. Like, <laughs> we'll, because, we have a loss more too. We've talked about this so many times that. Canes fans, we have this sense of invincibility, mm-hmm. and obviously this has been an incredible offseason, and I have so much faith in this program moving forward. Right. But that doesn't mean that we are going to be ready to go undefeated in 2020. Like, we can still say that at Louisville and at NC State or at Virginia Tech will be tough games. I have the Canes going undefeated at home. I have the Canes going undefeated at home, and the home schedule yeah. reads as follows. Where is it? I just had it up. Damn it. <laughs> Anyways, the the hardest games are going to be on the road. The Clemson, yeah. Virginia Techs, I think Wake Forest is on the road. FSU comes to Miami. Um, Miami should and will go undefeated at home. Um, UNC's at home. Is it? Yes, UNC's at home. So yep. the toughest game, not the toughest games, but the home schedule is 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 favorable. And um 
Virginia Tech on the road, that's going to be, you know, we'll see. And the other thing that sucks about having, you know, any away games is later in the season, and I hate to go back to it, hopefully nobody contracts this stupid freaking virus, man, because they, number one, it spreads like wildfire. Number two, you got you, maybe you could have your best player missing a key game, and that's just that's just going to really, really yeah, suck. Imagine if we have to go into Clemson or into – Virginia Tech late in November, and Brevin Jordan or Gregory Rousseau can't play, or Derek King can't play. Okay, well, that's 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 like what that's are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, look, uh, we'll we'll deal with it as it comes. Next man mentality. Hopefully, it doesn't. But one thing I think we could both agree on is that uh, it's a whole different vibe. And I know, you know, we say this all the time, but it. It really is true this time. I'm not speaking like a Cowboys <laughs> fan or I'm not speaking like a Hurricanes fan or, or, or a Dolphins fan. It's different this year. It really, really is different this year. And I think that that's uh, proven by all the changes that, you know, the staff has made. We've talked about it <clears throat> on, 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 I mean, so much, you know, with, uh, on your podcast, on my show, in, 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 in State of the U, on the articles that we do. No need to go over it again. Just read them or just download Marsh's podcast. Again, it's uh, the top seven podcast in the nation, guys. Football podcast, you're missing out. But um, going back to this Notre Dame thing, I wanted to read it because I was listening, not listening, I was looking for it as you were talking about those guys, those little Irish people, and I finally found it. <laughs> David Furonis of the Sun Sentinel covers the Miami Hurricanes, and um, he tweeted this when the ACC schedule came out. Miami Athletic Director Blake James says that the ACC determined the Hurricanes not getting the matchup with Notre Dame due to the conference's attempt to create an even strength of schedule across the oh conference. That sounds like a bunch of bull, you know what? How, how did you take that? How, how, how do you react to what I just said? How do you read that? Because I'm going to tell you how I read sense. it. It makes no sense. Like, I, I, I like it's too like I, it, it just makes no sense the fact that Notre Dame can waltz in here like to the ACC I just the fact that I mean if they were coming into the ACC you'd think that the number one game that you'd want to schedule for Notre Dame is the one against Miami because you know it would bring exactly. incredible TV ratings things like that because everyone watches Miami and Notre Dame yep but I I don't know like Ugh. Notre I, Dame's schedule is soft as as hell, and so like it just it does it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. The way I took that is that the ACC either is covering for Notre Dame because they want them to make it to Charlotte, so they came up with that BS you know crap that uh, AD that 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 uh, that Blake James said, or and I'm t- this is totally speculation, but I'm allowed to do that because I'm gonna tell you why I'm allowed to do it because Notre Dame ducks us. Florida ducks us. However many other – Washington ducks us. I think Arkansas ducks us too. So to me, and I, like I said, I could do this for the reasons I just mentioned. Notre Dame said, hey, ACC, um, this is who we'd rather play. And it's just like a 16-year-old that gets a Ferrari for his freaking birthday. Like, it's just a spoiled kid, man, a little spoiled rich kid. That's how I see Notre Dame because they are in no position to make demands on – anything they don't belong to a conference and now they can potentially play in an in any conference championship game without being associated with that conference 
that's a bunch of baloney, and it pisses me off, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Notre Dame, just because they're Notre Dame. And I don't hate Notre Dame. Um, I'm the rare Miami fan that doesn't hate Notre Dame. But yeah, like, you got to change that, dude. <laughs> I, I totally understand where you're coming from because they really are that just – that spoiled kid who just because they were good in 1915 that they can do whatever they want in college football. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're not – they're not good. They're not. <laughs> they're, they're not. So, like, why are we – like, why why does college football bow to their every need? I don't understand the 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 fascination with Notre Dame. They, I get okay. To me, the brand of football is no big deal. Okay, they have a nice venue. They have a beautiful campus, a nice venue. They're in South Bend, Indiana. Like what? Uh, fifteen people live in South Bend, Indiana. I don't, I don't, I don't get the adoration with that. The only good thing to come for Notre Dame is, you know, the Catholics versus the convicts, and that's as much pub as they got. Newt Rockney, get the hell out of here. That was like before black people could even play sports. Probably, <laughs> like, do those wins even count? I don't know, man. But that's how I feel about Notre Dame. We didn't get enough time to talk about the rivals that 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 really. What's the word? I'm trying to be politically correct here. It is my, it is a debut show for the Michael McCoy show, but rivals, they could use some work. Uh, they, they don't have any street cred. They came out with their best running back rooms in America. Miami wasn't on that list. We'll address that in the next segment. And I don't understand why Miami fans are pissed off as to why rivals didn't rank Miami as having one of the best running back rooms mm. in America, because yeah, Miami has potential, to have that, but it's just that. Miami hasn't yeah. even had a, a thousand yard back since what? Since Yearby, right? It was uh, Mark Walton, 2016. Walton, sorry about that. Okay, so I mean, let's get a 1200 yard back first, but um, we'll probably touch on that in the next segment. We're going to take a break here, listen to the Mike McCoy show again with my brother from another, Marsh, Marsh Thomas, and uh, we'll be back. Keep it locked. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the Michael McCoy Show, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Anika Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua? I can't do it. 
I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tonga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and you're listening to the Michael McCoy Show, Sirius XM 145, along with one of my favorite people in the world, Marsh Thomas, the State of the U, and the Forza Podcast, doing great work over there with Jordan Nelson. Great content. Go ahead and listen to it when you get a chance. Number seven podcast, number seven football podcast, I should say, in the country. Marsh, that sounds good to say, and I'm not even... I'm not even part of that. Part. I mean, I am. You have me on every now and then, but it's just awesome to say. I, I I'm really proud for you, man. It's um, it's it's it. When I saw that, it, it's just crazy that one <laughs> people like listen to it, and two, just that it like it it was just very very humbling, and to to know that you know those those days where you didn't want to record podcast or just talk canes like it it paid off and so we got a got a lot of big things coming in the future going to start coming out with merchandise and obviously keep cranking out the the great shows with our fantastic guests so um, that, very very blessed do that man do that uh we wanted to finish that conversation we, we before we talk a little bit around ball and close out the show that way we want to talk about um how rivals did not name the University of Miami running back room as one of the best in America. And Canes fans, for whatever reason, were offended by it. So Mike Farrell of Rivals.com um, put out a tweet of the best running back rooms in America. He has, in no particular order, Clemson, Alabama, Louisville, uh, Oklahoma State, and Penn State. Okay, cool. So then he had a follow-up tweet saying, quote, leading complaints of schools missing, dot, dot, dot. UNC. He says they have a valid point. UGA, not valid yet. Canes, not valid. Sooners, a case can be made. Buckeyes will be interesting. And Big Blue Nation, I'm guessing he's talking about Kentucky. He says ridiculous. <laughs> but in any event, I have to agree with him about how Canes fans do not have a valid point about making an argument for the best running back room in America. What we did do, what the Canes did do, was pulling the best duo in the recruiting class of 2020. That, I think, is unquestioned but what the heck is making Canes fans so pissed off about not being on this list Marsh you could make any list any kind of list leave out Miami and you'll have Canes fans upset it doesn't even matter what the list is about like it could be like most annoying fans and and not have Miami in it and Miami fans would be like what are you crazy? Like, we, Canes fans just like to be offended, and they just like to argue. But, no, there's no reason that Miami should be in the conversation for best running back room in the country. Is Cam Harris a fine football player? Yes, he is a, he's a very solid running back. But, he, like, we haven't seen starter Cam Harris for an entire year. Like, right. he, he hasn't – he put up 576 yards last year. That's not in the conversation – to be in the best running back room in the country. And then, no. yeah, 
Jalen Knight and um, Don Chaney. Yeah, two great recruits, but they're 18 years old. Yeah, like, yeah. how are we going to put them in the, the conversation for best running back room in college football if we haven't seen them play college football? Yeah. And uh, part of having a great running back room is something called, you know, those hog monies that blocked for you last year. And again, it will be different this year. The scheme is part of the reason why. But, you know, part of those ranks has got to be what the O-line can help the running backs do. And Miami didn't, you know, they didn't help each other's case in that department last season. So that's, that's a big thing. Can Miami get there? Yes. We just got to see it first. You can't, I mean, that's like me saying some rookie is going to be the best player in the NBA next year. What the hell? Like, that's just not going to happen. But <laughs> Well, and, uh, and here's, a, here's an interesting point. Um, maybe Miami fans are so upset because they automatically throw Derek King into that conversation because he is, uh, you know, a dual threat quarterback. If they were making that conversation, I could see where they're coming from. But they're, it's just running backs. Exactly. You see my point? I get it. I get it. I do see your point. And um, you're, 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 I hope Miami fans don't get offended by what you said about that because it's 100% true. And Miami distincts, Miami fan, most Miami fans, many Miami fans think that they should be at the top of every list. But it's it's 2020. It's not 1988. It's not 1986. Just not those times anymore, guys. We're getting back to that. But um, we got a few more minutes here. We got, we got to talk about the NBA restart, man, that's like my baby. And, you know, I, I didn't play high school football, didn't play college football, uh, played a lot of hoops, still do. And I am so glad, so glad that, you know, basketball is back. But you want to know what, Marsh? I'm, I'm watching Portland, Boston. I'm watching Milwaukee, Houston. And I get easily, easily annoyed. And I remember why it's easy for me to turn off a basketball game unless it's the playoffs. And I quickly, quickly tune into college hoops because the NBA is just soft, dude. Like they should have Kleenex or, or, or Cottonelle as a sponsor because these guys complain for everything. LeBron James, one of them. Well, he's gotten a little bit better. But James Harden is the new LeBron James in terms of complaining. And it's just a turnoff. Did you watch any of the games? Did you have a chance to watch any of the games? Well, I watched the Heat game yesterday, and glad that my boys put a whooping on the Nuggets. But um, yeah, there was there was a foul called every thirty seconds. It's, it's, I can't watch it. It's, it's and like, there, I I can't remember if it was Kelly Olynyk or someone. They went in there for five minutes, got three fouls, and then they're out of the game. And and yes, the players just they, oh, they have to argue about everything. Just like, oh, it's like it's like a Broadway <laughs> performance. It's so. Just annoying to watch because I'm I love I love basketball. I love watching basketball, but football is obviously my thing. Like I'm a football guy. Like right. and just watching just so much complaining done during sports, it's so just disgusting yeah, and man. it's so just humiliating. But it has been good to to be able to turn on and, and baseball too. I, I, it's just great to have sports there. Um, and the NBA, like they've had some great games too. Man, let me tell you something, man. Um, they have. They have. And I'm just, you know, I, I'm a baller. I'm a hooper. I, I look at, you know, the intricate details just like, say, an offensive lineman would watch a football game from a living room on his couch differently than, you know, the average fan or somebody else that didn't play the game did. And I'm just looking and I'm watching. And you're right. There have been a lot of great games. There's been a lot of, as there is in every game, a lot of individual matchups that made me say, hmm, 
So I'm, I'm watching Marcus Smart, you know, when they're playing Portland and, you know, he's going up against uh, Dame Lillard and, and Dame Lillard was guarding at one point. He was, you know, taking on, um, oh, my God, how am I drawing a blank right now? <laughs> how am I drawing a blank right now? It'll come to me. This always happens to me. I hate it. But in any event, let, let me get back to Marcus Smart because that's my point. I'm watching it and I'm thinking Rajon Rondo. He reminds me a lot of Rajon Rondo and people are thinking, what the hell? I'm going to tell you how. Rajon Rondo can't shoot. I get it. Marcus Smarter is a way better scorer than Rajon Rondo is. But I compare them in the sense that this. Rajon Rondo had a knack for impacting the game. And I'm not just talking about a little bit. I'm talking about a lot of it. He would impact the game without even scoring. Okay. He would impact the game by doing a bunch of different, a couple of years ago, I think he had like 24, 25 assists in a game and he scored like seven points. Okay. Do you know what 25 is? That's a minimum of, <laughs> of 50 points. I mean, you're not counting three pointers or anything, but he was responsible for help putting up 50 points. That's I'm sorry, but to me, that's domination. And Marcus Smart is that kind of player, man. He, <clears throat> he, uh, he affected, affects the game in a whole bunch of ways can assist can take up the uh, diving a lot of the things that you know the stars don't like to do he does it but he's just built that way he's not told to do it. he's built that way and I don't know it just reminded me of Rondo in that sense because at that point in the game he was an integral part and I think he had like one point and mm -hmm. so I, he handles the ball a lot he's a way better scorer but is that a team that you're here to worry about or what um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say worried. Um, when do the play, like how many more, right? That's not many more regular season games, correct? It's not, they're going to start fairly quick. I don't think they're going to finish out the 82, uh, game schedule. I didn't look that up. I should have, but they're not, they're not going to finish out 82 games. I know that. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'd be worried if we, if we got them, but, um, yeah, we play the Raptors tomorrow and then the Celtics the very next day. Yep. So, um, it's going to be a very, very important two games just to see, you know, how we match up against, you know, some of the other best teams in the East. I really liked what we saw yesterday against the Nuggets because the Nuggets are no slouch. I know they had some injuries, things like that. But, you know, if, if, if it, 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 a lot of it depends on, on how well our, our young shooters, you know, Hero and Duncan Robinson, how well they're doing. And I swear, we turn the ball over more than any other NBA team on the planet. <laughs> Like, it's so infuriating. But yesterday we were actually uh, making our free throws. And so I think the Heat could be a very, very scary team that not a lot of people outside of Miami are paying attention to. Um, and, and, and Bam is just so good. He, he is, is so, so good. Is, and I'm sorry is. that – I'm so sorry you're not a Heat fan during this exciting time. It's okay, dude. It's really okay. Because you know what I'm going to throw back at you? Next year's a year for the Bulls, baby. Oh. Next year is it isn't. It totally isn't. It just sounds good to say. I wanted to say my Bulls suck. They weren't even invited to the bubble. Um, my <laughs> yeah, bull, I don't. Not, they're not even playing. They're in they're, off season mode. Yeah, they, they're just on a really long paid vacation right now, and they just that team needs a uh, a uh, a uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A, a makeover from top to bottom. And that's that makeover has already begun because there have been some significant moves in the front office. Why did you get? Why did you bring them up? I was having such a good time. <laughs> Jesus Christmas, man. Marsh does this to me all the time. Marsh does this to me all the time. But, um, you know, I'm watching the games, and you know what I thought was pretty cool? I thought those virtual fans were pretty cool. Do you know that those are actual people watching the game, Marsh? Really? That's creepy. It's creepy. I don't know how. I don't know if you log in from home on a website or whatever, but I was watching the Boston game, and 
Paul Pierce was watching the game from like his couch because you could tell he was laying on his side and I guess he was looking at a laptop or whatever, maybe watching it from his phone, but he was laying on his side with his hand holding up his head and he was sideways. It was so funny because he was sitting, air quotes, sitting next to someone who was sitting upright and it just looked so funny. It was really weird. But yeah, those are like live people watching the game. I got to find out how you can do that. I want to come out on TV as a virtual fan. I, I, oh, no, that would be – if I did it, that would be horrible. They would have to cancel TV and the ratings would, would plummet and see a, an at-home marsh watching sports. That's the last thing America needs to see. Well, you're not um, fat anymore, right? You're not. You're not fat anymore. You're in shape now, right? Not, no, no, oh, not really. God, no. <laughs> no, I'm oh. not. I'm. I've. I'm kind of letting myself go, but Marsh I'm not like not like bad, bad. But I'm just. I'm. Yeah. What the hell? I, yeah. Marsh I'm not self, bad. <laughs> Marsh proclaimed his fatness a couple of days ago, a whole weeks ago on Twitter. I guess when he was wearing quarantine, and he just said, "I'm fat," and I'm thinking, "Oh." God, what is this guy doing? Yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm kind of just accepting it now. I know I have to ease back into the gym, but, like, as of right now, I really should have gotten in shape because I get to Miami on Wednesday and go to the Keys, but I, they're going <laughs> to look out onto the sandbar and think there's an island, another island out there. But, no, it's just Marsh. But, <laughs> no, I think the virtual fan, that, that's just, like, it's creepy to me. And watching the, the Yankees games and just, like, it, it's so bizarre watching Aaron Judge hit a home run and hearing cheers and then seeing an empty stadium. It's That's so, nuts, it's so That's weird. Nuts. And it's honestly making sports like so much, like not that great because Aaron Judge hit a go ahead home run the other night in the ninth uh -huh. inning in Baltimore. Uh -huh. And it should have been like a crazy, like a really great moment. And even listening to the, the, the broadcast for the Yankees games, there's just no excitement, no emotion, and it really sucks. It well, really I mean, what, what is your take on this? Like, why don't they pump in some game sound? Because, look, honestly, for a second, for a slight second, maybe, you know, it was right before they went to commercial break, but the, the, the pumping in the sound, watching the games, you know, the basketball games, if I forgot that the crowd really wasn't there because it was, it was timed perfectly. The ones that were kind of crazy were the ones that were right after a free throw. Like, the people went crazy. Like, that doesn't happen. Okay, that just, people don't go crazy after a made free throw. But after, a, you know, Dame had a nice run. Dame got hot when they were playing um, when they were playing Boston, and he hit like a couple three-pointers in a row, but brought the, the Blazers back. And it felt like, you know, the crowd, it, it felt real. What, do you, yeah. what about that for baseball? I still, like, it's, it's just weird because I feel like you see the stadium in a broader aspect a lot more for than basketball games. Okay. Um, so – it, it is just weird, um, but they got to do something to to at least enhance the watching experience because right now even the ESPN broadcasters are just so just, blech. just <laughs> like I just mute the game honestly and just oh, watch geez. it like that. So is that bad? Um, Damn, I know, I know, but it, there's only so much that you can do in in a situation like this. So. Yeah, the NBA, they're not doing a bad job. Um, but I think it's a lot easier to do that with basketball than, than okay. baseball when there's forty to 50,000 people in the stands. That's true. <clears throat> I, I mean, to your point about watching, you know, those baseball games, because when you're watching it on TV and, you know, Judge hits a home run, like you said, in the bottom of the ninth, and you see the ball sail into the crowd, they have, you know, 
the the digital fans there. But then <clears throat> when you take a live shot to the stadium, obviously those fans are not there. So it's it was weird because I was watching the highlights on SportsCenter and I'm thinking, okay, wow, it looks pretty good. But then, you know, they show the guys running the base in, in real time and it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, old wild wild west it's kind of crazy, but yeah, man, uh, this this really really sucks. This this stuff. one more thing I wanted to talk about <clears throat> though. Um, almost got to go, but James Harden, man, that guy's <laughs> hairline is reaching LeBron James status fast. At what point do you say, look, man, you got to cut it off? I think you just yeah. it's there. Harden. It's there right now. He that. looks like uh. I don't know. Like, 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 just, just, he needs help. He, he, I, needs, he help. needs help in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he's, he's to the point. Just buzz it off, bro. Buzz like, just, off, dude. just buzz, buzz it off. off like, buzz who, like, who, who are you trying to impress now? Like, you have millions and millions <laughs> of dollars. You're the best scorer in the NBA. What do you like? Just shave off your head. You'll be fine. Like, you'll look, you'll look better. I, I don't get it. That People, guy, <clears throat> there was a tweet guy. with him a couple months ago, maybe a year ago. I'm not exactly sure when the tweet came out, but the picture was like a bunch of years ago. And he's just in some hotel room, you know, looking all faded and stuff with a bunch of girls around him. And I'm like, that's 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 it right there. He just, he, he had the hair, his hair was low. He had the beard going. That's another thing he should just chop off. But whatever, I'm not a fashion consultant. <laughs> Well, anyway, that that's my fashion advice for the day. We're we're running out of time here, man, and it sucks because uh, really we, we didn't get to talk about a lot, of, not a lot, not a lot, but everything I wanted to talk about. But guess what? Uh, we're here every Monday from twelve to two, and so I uh, hope you enjoyed the debut episode of the Michael McCoy Show with Marsh Thomas. But um, thanks, Marsh. That was fun, dude. We're gonna do it again, right? Absolutely. Hey, I, bro, like. Anytime you want me, like I will do this with you every week. I, you know, whenever you and I hit the record button, it's 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 great. So it is, like, man. We always have a great time, and we have a, a great camaraderie ship. So, um, yeah, like we we just we can we can talk. I can talk sports with you better than almost anyone. So, okay. the feeling is mutual, my brother. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you, and. Um, We'll see you next week, guys. Keep it locked. You've been listening to Mike McCoy's show on Sirius XM 145. The views and opinions expressed on the Michael McCoy show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.